Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is WTIC Pet Talk. Today, Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital takes your pet health questions. Whether you have a dog, cat, or hamster, this is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And now, Pet Talk. Good afternoon and welcome to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I am Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital and just so happy to be here with you. Yes, it's a little bit gloomy out there, but we have sunshine here in our studio. We are in Farmington and... um, just enjoy uh, spending time with you, talking with you about your pets. I think that it's a responsibility to do whatever we can do the right way. And it's all through education. And that's what we're doing. We're educating in a, in a polite way without cramming anything down your throats and at the same time answering your questions. And that's the most important part of this hour is speaking with you over the phone and trying to give you some guidance, either it's whether it's a situation where you need to see a veterinarian sooner rather than later, if it's something that you, what you, how I can equip you or help equip you to ask the right questions. So um, that's what we're here for. So please give me a call at 860-522-9842. I would love to speak with you. Um, and I can see people are starting to call already. So, and it's a reminder that the you know the sooner that you um, we can get you in the queue, we were, are going to be able to. I promise we will answer your question. We will get that taken care of uh, before the end of the show. So please give us a call eight six zero five two two W T I C. Hey, we are celebrating a little bit. We're celebrating World Veterinary Day. It is officially today, and it is a um, a recognition to honor those that are in the veterinary community. I think that with um, I am very proud to be a part of this community, and it's not just the veterinarians, just not the doctors, but also you. We are so well supported by our veterinary nurses, our veterinary technicians, our receptionists are many times the first time first people that you speak with when you call. And it's just a wonderful profession. I think um, I have said on this show several times that because of, it, it really helps your quality of life. I love the challenge every day. Do uh, Is there anyone that works harder than um, people in the veterinary community? I don't think, I don't think so, but yet it is really rewarding work. 
So it can be extremely challenging, you know, and I, but at the same time, I would recommend that people consider it as, as an education uh, opportunity. It's not just, I know some people when they, they want to be in the veterinary world, they maybe want to be a doctor in veterinary medicine, but it's the number of years that kind of takes them away from pursuing this. And yes, you have to go to college and most people take, it takes four years of undergraduate school to meet all the requirements to get into veterinary medical school. I was very fortunate. UConn trained me well, um, and I was able to get into veterinary school after three years. But most of the times, that's four years of college, undergrad, four years of medical school. You receive your doctorate. I personally went on to do a, a residency as well, and but many people will um, go into the workforce right after they receive their their doctorate. So yes, it can be eight years, 10 years, 11 years, but it is so worth it. And one thing that's different about going to college for something like this is that you're learning every day what something that you know you're going to use. It's not like maybe it's a subject in high school that you have to take. It is something that you're not sure how you're going to use algebra in your, in your future. But when you're, you're hands-on many times as well, that, you, that they introduce that very early on in veterinary school. So the years, quite honestly, go back very quickly. And for veterinary technicians, there's also an opportunity um, to be licensed, to go and, and have a two-year program, and they, are, they will train you well. And so if people are interested in veterinary medicine, I say go for it. Don't let anyone talk you out of it because there are several that will, the people that feel that you can't do it. But if you can just find one person or so you know you have a grandchild that's interested in doing this or a yourself or even a, a son or daughter, please don't um, discourage them. Let them give it a Go for it. And if you know they just, this is something they've talked about their entire lives since they were like, since four or five years old, have them get as much exposure in the field as they possibly can. There are plenty of jobs out there that we veterinarians are in need. Um, There's plenty of mentorship opportunities too. I think veterinarians are very giving individuals and that we need people as you know through covid there has been an increase of of animals and pets in the and pet families and it, it, again it is really quite the need is there so let's just say you know um congratulations to all in the veterinary world we're going to celebrate our world veterinary day here and just make sure that people do understand that um, we're always trying to do the best for you and and please um we appreciate that we have this opportunity. So I'm going to take my first call, as promised. And Janet, how are you today? All right, Dr. Dennis. Um, congratulations on that day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I don't usually come on the air and pat myself on the back or anybody, but, you know, it's, it's, it's official, so let's do it, right? Well, it's, um, I, I, even, I should have even called my cat's pet. But, um, <laughs> but I've been on the phone with her a lot lately, so maybe okay. I shouldn't. But anyway, I, I wanted to give you an update. Yes. I called a couple months ago with Stash. Uh, then a nodule was found. Yes. In his abdomen. Uh, and we were supposed to go back April 12th. Well, it turned out we went back a week earlier because my cat fell and hurt his back. Aww. So, um, anyway, um, while they're checking for that to make sure that everything was okay, she took him out and back. She did a complete uh, workup on him. Right. Uh, the nodule was gone. 
And what she said to me was it was inside the abdomen, and uh, she said that it could have been a stool, a piece of stool, which Uh sometimes that can happen. Because when I brought him home, and as soon as I opened up the uh, carrier, he went right downstairs and went into his box and did it. Okay. But... She wanted to make sure, so she did a complete workup on him, mm-hmm. and um, and then of course we had to find out what was wrong with his back. Right, and um, and that's it's gone. He's fine. Oh, she good. did a complete test. Oh, good. His back, um, he tunnels himself in between the blanket and the bedspread, mm-hmm. but he doesn't go in the middle of the bed. He goes at the edge of the bed, and his nails were long. Oh, and. What she and I think is that he might have tried to turn or do something right. or get off, and his nail got caught, right. and he went down. Because I heard the thump over the TV. He was upstairs. I was down on the second floor, and I could hear it, but I didn't know what it was, right. and I couldn't find him. Right. And nothing really happened uh until Saturday morning when he couldn't jump up on my bed. Right. Yeah, and that and will that, yeah, that will sometimes happen where they kind of ha- have that initial fall and then the pain and the muscles that tighten around where the injury was, you know, it doesn't show for maybe 12 hours, 24 hours later. Well, it it happens to me. Yeah. I mean, sometimes exactly. I do something and it doesn't occur. I know I've done something, right. but it doesn't bother me until the next day. Right. Now, so do you like to keep his nails short or do you clip his yeah, nails on? I okay. Do, okay. But I didn't because I knew I had to get him in the carriage. Oh. for April 12th. Right, right. And he doesn't trust me for at least a couple of weeks when I go after right. him. Right. Well, I think, oh, you know let's see, I, mean? yeah, I do, I do, I do. And again, I, uh, you know, the nails, Um, and, and it's very, it, it, to clip a cat's nails, I mean, I find it relatively easy because I do it all the time. And you think, and some people don't always think that's something we have to do. I know you know, but, you know, just a, it's nice if when people are getting kittens or adopting young cats to kind of get in the habit of clipping their nails and they, you can buy and, and I know this is, I'm going off on a tangent, Janet, but um, just it just br- reminds me that they have these small little, nice little, um, you know, nail cutters specifically made for cat because cats' nails are not nearly as thick as dogs' nails. They're very thin, but they are super sharp. And again, if it's possible that your stash actually caught it on the blanket, um, you know, and, and they just kind of, they can even rip them when something like that happens. So, but let me just say, I'm glad that the nodule's gone. I, I think that when I feel something firm like that in the abdomen, you know, that's something that, especially based on its location, that that is a possibility, and that's why sometimes you yeah, just say, "Come on." Yeah, it was in the lower abdomen. Yeah, and then you just say, "Come on back and let's see," you know, if it's still that's there in ten said days. To me. Yeah, so I she, was supposed to watch him. Yes, and then and he, if he didn't eat properly or he was sick a lot right. more than you know, I mean, cats are going to you know, right. throw up. I mean, you know, that's natural for cats. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what yeah. they do. Um, but, um, you know, well, listen, just call me and then we will do a battery of tests. Right. And, and that she sounds like she was so on top of it. So I'm so glad yeah. that you're sharing the good news, Jenna. And, yeah. and listen, let's hope that stash continues to just improve and, you know, no more falling from possibly falling from the bed. So thank it's you for sharing. Yeah, I usually do five to six weeks, no more than six weeks. But okay. it was a just different situation. Yeah. And I can't do it. I adopted him 
when he was an old, you know, I don't know how old he was, yeah. but he must have been maybe about a year or so. And it was quite a while before you would even let me touch him. Oh, yeah. Uh, pick him up. You have um, to be very, very. And you and I could and I and to this day, I can't go at him at his face. Right. Right. And that you got to just got to take it very slow. Well, listen, well, th- again, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. I, we're going to take a qu- we have to take a quick break. But give hey. us a, give, give a kiss on the nose to stash for us. OK. I shall. <laughs> All right. I thank shall. you. And thank you for your help. You're my my pleasure. Thank you. Bye bye now. So, yeah, we have to take a a quick break. And then I I know, Tim, I'm going to take you as soon as we get back. Come on back for more Pet Talk on WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back. You're listening to Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. And, of course, we're talking about how we can keep our pets their healthiest. And um, also we're going to – I know we talked about this being World Veterinary Day – Applause, applause. And, um, but it's also, um, we're ending uh, Heartworm Awareness Month, too. So we're going to touch on that a little bit. We did that a couple of shows ago, but it kind of finish up some of the details on heartworm disease in dogs and cats. But as I promise every time, your phone calls are the key to the, making this show successful. Uh, it takes us on different paths of conversation. Um, and I um, always can talk about certain things when, when there are no phone calls. But give us a call at 860 860- as Tim did. And Tim, you have a very serious topic. How are you today? Tim? Oh, Tim. I know I've... Doctor, doctor, are you there? Um, Doctor is here. She's in the house. All right. All right. I'm a little in a funny area here. Let me just pull over. Sure. Um, So listen, um, I... I've been involved in uh, in cat rescue for for over forty years, like before cat rescue is even a thing. Wow! And um, I have I, I took an intake this week, and um, it it really has been a tragic time for me. Okay. Um, this guy, uh, this little uh, cat that I have, yeah. um, butterscotch. He was uh, he was owned by a gentleman who who became terminally ill, and uh, in an effort to make his life easier, or the guy's life, the gentleman's life easier, he he put uh, like one of these dump feeders in. Oh, so, so he, he could, could the cat, yeah. It. So the cat could eat he whenever could he wanted for, to. Yeah, yeah. I have a 30, doctor. I have a thirty point six pound cat here, and I do not know. I mean, today I tried to do them with a laser pointer, and I hate laser pointers, but today I even tried that just okay. to get him to move or something. He's I, six years old. I know it's not good for him. I know. No. I mean, it's I, – and, and, you know, I have him in enclosure in a, in a, in a, in a rescue um, – I'm sorry, in an adoption center, and I just I, – I don't know what to do. And my, I guess my question would be, is there anything medically – that we can do to help this boy right now? Yeah, I would say the answer would be no. It is a matter of the calorie intake versus what he's burning off. And did you say 30 pounds or 36 pounds? 30.6, almost okay. 31. All right. Yeah, that that's, um, I mean, I can't get my head around that. I think one of my, the largest patient um, that I have uh, ever taken care of was 26. And I know that was just, again, yeah. morbidly obese. Um, I think, um, 
again, cats will eat to the point. You know, a lot of people feel that, if, you know, cats are only going to eat what they need. And that is so untrue. Same right. thing with a lot of dogs. So they will eat to the point of excess. I, I do think, are you using any canned food at all? And are you using the well, lowest this, calorie food that you can feed him, get him? This is, this is the other thing that was a problem was he was not eating any canned food at all. Okay. He was only eating dry food, which okay. is horrible i know right um but you know i, I mean I've, I've been using i've been trying to wean him off of high calorie cat food for the last i don't know okay four weeks i've had him um you know and i've got him down to so well, i mean initially the first week he would not eat wet food like it's like what is this right, right. but i think even if we even again because the first thing let, let's start from the beginning tim because you are transitioning him to food and you're doing it the proper way the the first thing he a cat that you're trying to change the diet and if they don't eat the food um and they can especially a cat that's 30 pounds uh, can get a condition called fatty liver syndrome, which can be potentially fatal. So you have uh, to give them what they want in the beginning while you're slowly adding the food that you want to get them on. And I agree, the best thing, if he really likes dry, there are a lot of good low-calorie dry foods. And you're right, start mixing it is the right thing to do. The, it is, the weight is not going to come off quickly, but it will come off because, again, you, I, there are some foods, and the calorie count is on the packages. You can read it. Every person can right. read it, and it can be anywhere from 420 calories a cup to 260 calories per cup. So hopefully right. you have your, some recommendations from your veterinarian about the, some of the recommendations. There's even a food called uh, WD that IAMS makes that's very low in calorie. Um, so that's what we want to do now. If we can, canned food would be beneficial as well, but I don't want you to worry about that as much as getting him on the lowest calorie account you can possibly get him on. That's so are you telling me that, that to change him quickly, or it hasn't been quickly, but to change him to wet food right now could give him this fatty liver issue. Yeah, if he stops eating, yes. Because, you know, you, a right, lot of people right. will say, well, if he's hungry enough, he's eventually going to eat it. And that's not the case. And that when you have an obese cat, this fatty liver syndrome is a real, real problem. So, yes, okay. I, would, I want you to give him what he wants while you slowly introduce a low-calorie dry food and then worry about going to canned food. The main thing is the calories and um. I, and again, he's prone to diabetes. He's prone being at 30 pounds. He's prone to heart disease. He's prone to urinary tract issues. So I know we want to try to get him on a canned food, but let's try right. to, but right. let, first and foremost, lower calorie food. And I love the idea of exercising him as well, trying to keep him entertained. You might even try some of those food puzzles. Have you heard, seen those for cats where they have to kind of work yeah. at? Okay. You know, something right, like right. those things would be beneficial too. Um, I, I also have my litter box because my cat tends to be overweight or wants to be overweight. I do everything in our, our power to keep her lean. Her litter box I have on two floors down so that she has to go down and <laughs> at least do some stairs. And, and then I feed her, you know, on a different floor uh, because that's where, you know, again, I want her to get her exercise. So you're doing right, the right. right things, Tim, but it's not going to don't do it quickly because that's going to put him at risk. 
Gotcha. All right. And and listen, if there's anything else I can do to try to help with that, but there's no medicine that's going to take the weight off. There's no pill. And I just like with yeah, people, you're I mean, well, and, and I, I know um, I know I've got to take a hard break here at one thirty. But um, okay. listen, thank you so much for this call and good luck with thank, everything. Thank you, doctor. My pleasure. He's being so conscientious. Thank you, Tim, um, to try to do what's right for this cat. And and I got to mention something when we come back that Kevin, our producer, was telling me about. So um, let's take our news right now and please give us a call. We'll have more pet talk right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Dr. Dennis is in the house here in Farmington at our WTIC News Talk 1080 studios. I have um, about a half hour to answer. Well, no, actually, it's closer to 25 minutes. But we are going to answer as many calls as we possibly can. I am um, was just talking to Kevin, my producer, um, about, you know, the situation Tim is in with, you know, the obese um, cat 30 pounds, and I'm sure many of you have 10 to 12 pound cats. And um, I'm not big on social media platforms. I really, quite honestly, just don't have the time. But Kevin, you were telling me about something um, very specific having to do with this um, obese cats. Can you just uh, alert our audience to it? Right. So I was on Instagram just scrolling through and I found a video of a chunky looking cat, Uh you know, just doing whatever. Uh, looking through the comment section, I found out that there is, if you go on Reddit, a subreddit for these fat cats. Mm-hmm. It's called r forward slash chonkers. Yeah. Uh, C-H-O-N-K-E-R-S. And apparently what people do is they deliberately make their cats fat just to post videos and uh, oh, post pictures horrible. of them on this subreddit, you know, to get more likes and comments oh. and be more popular on Reddit, and it's just crazy. That's that's a form of animal abuse in my in my opinion. You know, we were talking to Tim here; he's doing everything to try to get the weight off of his kitty, and you know, it's another reinforcement. If you know people are doing that or you're liking on those lines, it is dangerous for these cats. Obesity is not funny in terms of humans and it's not in dogs and cats. And so, I mean, again, sometimes I, I, I maybe that's why I'm not on social media a lot because I get a little bit angry, but I think sometimes it's the ignorance. And we talked earlier when we opened the show about educating and I'm educating as many people as I can. And I'm going to ask you, the listening audience, it is not funny 
to have a cat or a dog become overweight. The problems, the medical problems, I have diagnosed three patients in the last two weeks with diabetes. Now, not that the owners intentionally wanted them to become diabetic, but some of these cats are just prone to being, and I have a dog too that tends to be a little bit overweight, and we kind of do whatever we can do to try to prevent it. So thank you for bringing that to my, to my attention, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Okay, on another note, I want to talk to Rhoda. I love that name, Rhoda. Rhoda, are you with me? Uh, yes, I am, Doctor. Uh, I am looking for, I don't know if this is in your preview, but I'm looking for the location of a Yorkie rescue in the Hartford area. My 15-year-old, six-pound female rescue Yorkie passed last Sunday, uh, passed the last Sunday in February, and I was devastated by it. I still get emotional when I think about it. Uh, She was my... uh, she was my grand dog. My uh, son brought her to me uh, for um, my birthday, which is around Mother's Day, mm-hmm. uh, ten years ago. And uh, I took her to my vet because she was my first rescue, and he said she was in great health, and she was, mm-hmm. and that she was. About, I wasn't sure how old she was, so uh, he said she was about two years old. She went on my daily walks with me. She rode in the car with me. She was a member of our family and whose members have shrunk over the years due to passing away. I'm elderly and I would like to obtain another six to seven pound female Yorkie, what I can carry uh, around if need be. I don't want a pup because I'm unsure of how much longer I'll live. And I don't want the pup to be, uh, you know, to outlive uh, uh, me and to be left behind. I've looked online. I've let others uh, know, uh, groomers, friends, et cetera, of my desire. And, in fact, I have a birthday coming up soon, and I would love to. That would be the greatest present ever, (laughs) I've told my uh, children. And they have have looked around. They know I want a rescue. I don't necessarily want... Uh, um, you know, a puppy. I've I've owned dogs all of my life, including um, a couple of Yorkies, and I was introduced to them by one of my parents as she appeared at my door with a Yorkie in her arms, asking uh, she was asking me questions about her son. I'm a retired teacher, and I'm still in contact with this parent. Yeah. In fact, I've told her uh, of my desire to obtain another uh, Yorkie. She's also a a very uh, okay. devoted pet lover. Sure. And um, I have remained in contact with her and am still in contact with her uh, today. Well, I think uh, what a, what a, a couple of things I'm going to suggest to start answering your question a little bit is that I don't have a specific Yorkie rescue group that I, I specifically work with, but there, there are some rescues that I think are um, a bit more reputable than others, and uh, I'll allude to that in just a moment. But I, there is a program that the Connecticut Humane Society does run in Newington, um, and, and we're in the state of Connecticut, and they prioritize um, people that are considered senior citizens, and you, you self-described yourself that way, that 
you, I would let them know so that if they know when they get a Yorkshire Terry, you would be on a list. You would be the first one that they would um, kind of call over some, maybe a 20 or 30 year old. But they have this program to try to help seniors because again, we do not want to. We don't want to add to your your isolation or your loneliness. And 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 again, that's that's one place I have. I would recommend reaching out to. And do you know their uh, number? I don't have it handy, but Rhoda, yeah. I will give you my number, okay? I'll give you, because I know you're not, um, uh, you know, let me give you my number at work, okay? Do you have something yes. to write it down? Yes. Okay, this is at the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, so it's 860- Yes. 286. 286, yes. 2986. So it's 860-286-2986. Right. So we're going to, okay. so that's one. I will have that number ready for you when you call on, on Monday or, or Tuesday. Um, uh-huh. And then the other one is that uh, I love working with a place called Dog Star Rescue. They do a phenomenal job. And I was just looking at their website. They're actually having a, a bingo fundraiser um, uh, that's coming up. They, I mean, they do so, fun things to kind of raise money for the program. They're very responsible. I don't have any of my clients um, that have adopted dogs from them have only been thrilled by them. And they really try to cater to what your needs are because they want the match to be perfect. And I think you you know the breed. You, you seem like you are going to do whatever it takes to make sure that pet stays healthy. So you would, I would sell yourself just like you, you sold yourself to me in a second. <laughs> so yeah, that's so that's another one, Dog Star Rescue. This is called Dogs Star Rescue. Yeah. Yes. You don't, it, yep. it, would their number be online? It should be. And uh, okay. uh, and you'll see Dog Star Rescue of Connecticut. That'll pop up. And then the other one that I've worked with quite a bit is Our Companions and Our Companions Animal Rescue. And, and again, you can find them online. But I will get their phone numbers. I'll do my homework because, again, it's hard to sometimes get it quickly when you're just going online. Um, uh-huh. But there's there's it's going to work. Uh, you're, we are going to find the right pet for you and, and get you the breed that you want, the right size. And I agree. A puppy would be quite a bit of, um, um, it, it probably the timing wouldn't be right for a puppy. No, I people okay. have said, oh, you don't want to do the work. I don't mind the work. I know exactly what mm-hmm. it takes to train a dog. Sure, sure. I have all the paraphernalia. I have dog beds. I still have... Uh, you know, dog uh, mm-hmm. stuff all over the house. So I know what it takes, but my concern is for the pup itself. Right. I don't want it to be left behind once I pass away. Well, and, that well, is my concern. Right, and I've heard that before from others that uh, describe themselves as seniors. Um, but the other thing, too, is a puppy, I don't want them to get underfoot either and possibly have you fall. That's the other worry that I have with a young dog that's just kind of everywhere. But Rhoda, we are going to get you that puppy, and I'm going to do whatever I can to help you, okay? All right. Thank you so much, Doctor. I really, really appreciate it. It would be great if I could get it in a couple of weeks because I'm having a birthday in a couple of weeks, you know. Yeah, let's celebrate that. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. I didn't know about the Newington. I knew about the Newington uh, animal, uh, hot, uh, you know, area there, the animal right. rescue. Right. But I didn't know about the senior component yeah, to it. Yeah, they have a wonderful program, and um, I, th- I think let's take advantage of it, right? Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Rhoda. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye I love that name. All right, this is our last break of the hour, and then we're going to come on back for more Pet Talk. 
we're trying to keep the energy here on this doom gloomy day and Whitney Houston can easily do that and I want to take that opportunity to thank Justin Levine for uh, providing the music and my producer Kevin who always makes sure that he finds the right version of the show, of the music that we're looking for so thank you to both of you I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis, and I'm from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. Uh, It's been several years that we've been doing the show, but we enjoy what we're doing. We make sure that, you know, we interact as much as possible, answer all the calls, try to help you. And, you know, and and even, too, when when Rhoda was talking uh, about the type of dog that she wants, if, you know, let's be a community. If if you know that there is a, uh, a Yorkshire Terrier that might be a perfect fit for her, give me a call. Call the animal hospital or um, even call here now. But let's try to help each other because, again, trying to find a forever home is the ideal thing we can possibly do. Um, and with that, I know... Uh, I'm, I'm finding my Bob here is a somewhat becoming a regular. How are those kittens, Bob? Good. How are you doing? Terrific. Hey, I sent, or my daughter sent videos to uh, Bloomfield. Did you guys ever get them? You know what? They, I did not get, I did not see them, but I will ask the staff too, because I, I was out for a couple of days there. And if you sent it to the vid, uh, the video to the email, the, my staff is the individuals that open up those emails so i will ask them for sure but i do not okay, see yeah. them i don't want to i don't want to say i did when i didn't yet no, I, <laughs> I, uh, they're gonna live they're gonna live um, their life vicariously through you <laughs> <laughs> hey but you were gonna get them neutered and spaying which i think is very important too so let, let's talk yeah, about that how did that go boys. uh they're doing it on the 25th of may so they got another couple of weeks cause okay these two guys are like uh, you know, I open my door and it's like a porno movie going on. It's like you guys got to get a room there. You know? But I guess they're not. They're not hurting each other. This is a G-related you know? show on the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. The thing that the, the guy that's on the bottom is not like crying. It's like he's like yeah. smoking a cigarette. They will try to dominate each other too. So, well, that's really important because we don't want any kittens. Uh, You don't want that. Well, no, they're two boys, so we don't have to worry about that. I (laughs) don't think. Okay. Oh, that's right. They are two males. Okay. Yeah. So, and you're doing them both on the same day. And again, it's a it's a reminder of of why it's very important to um, make sure that they're neutered. The other thing that will happen when you get two males that are not neutered is that, or even two cats, uh, is one, the, in a male, the urine odor becomes very intense. I mean, almost offensive um, as yeah. they get older. And you can, I can smell when a cat comes into my practice, if it's over a year old, I can tell, I can tell by smell whether that cat's been neutered or not. So that's right. one thing. And the other thing is that with two cats, sometimes they'll start marking territory, too. You'll find right, all over the house, and that's yeah. no good. No. When my daughter, when my bro- daughter brought them, like, uh, let's see, like, it's almost like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, they're going to do it, like, the next day. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we still got another month. That's still going to be all right, right? Oh, it's I mean, absolutely going to be fine. That will that will absolutely yeah. be fine. It's when they get, like, more 10, 11, 12 months old. That's when it really starts, and it becomes what I would uh, describe as learned behavior so that even if they start urinating around the house and marking their own spots. Oh, if they start urinating, they're out of the house. 
Yeah. Nah, I'm only joking. I know I'm you're joking. joking. Well, thank you. But right. listen, I'm so, going to call. I, I've got my work to do when I get back into the hospital on Monday. I'm going to get some phone numbers for Rhoda, and I'm going to ask my staff about the emails because they, my staff doesn't really necessarily listen to the show, so they may not have made that connection. Uh, but I'll, I'm going to check on it on Monday. So thank you for sending the video. I will. You know, it was like four or five when they were tiny little kids. Oh. And I, my daughter goes, okay, I'm going to show you how to do this. And she then she walked away. So oh. um, hopefully, I, hopefully I did it good. That will be really good. But thank you for ch- checking in, Bob, and good luck. The 25th, I'll okay. mark it on my calendar. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Yeah, and actually speaking of videos, and, and then this has become a little bit more of a conversation show today, which has been great. Uh, but um, today I caught my cat – um, and my cat is like 11 pounds and my dog is 70 pounds. She was just leaning up against him, rubbing up against him, her little tail. He, she was cleaning around his ears and it was just really a sight to see. So, you know, it, the pets just do so much for us. It gave me, and even though I've been rushing, life has been very busy. The weekends are almost as busy as with the work days. You know, it, I took 32 seconds to film this and I could already, already, Feel my heart beat slower. You know what I mean? They do so much for us and they do so much for our blood pressure. And that's why to finish up this month of, um, uh, of spring, I wanted to just remind everyone again about the importance of this is Heartworm Awareness Month. And both dogs and cats, I was actually um, on the show yesterday, I guess um, the Connecticut, Better Connecticut, um, and with, with Scott Haney and, and Kara. And, and, you know, we were talking about heartworm disease and how horrific it is. And a, a lot of individuals don't realize that cats can get them too. And heartworm disease is transmitted by a mosquito. And a mosquito, if a mosquito bites a dog or cat with heartworm, and sometimes you don't know which, which animals have it and which animals don't, then that mosquito will then go to another pet and bite that one and transmit it to the, the innocent dog or cat. It's a horrific disease. These worms, after about seven, five to seven months, these worms can grow up to 12 inches. They continue their life cycle in the heart. They mate in the heart, in the pulmonary arteries, and they will have babies. They have microfilaria. And it's just an ongoing problem. And, you know, several years ago or several, I guess, a few decades ago, it was not an issue. But heartworm is here. It's it's devastating. Again, diagnosing several of my patients that especially the new patients that are coming up from the south and it's their first time being tested for heartworm. The reason why we talk about this so much is that we can prevent heartworm disease very easily. There's preventions for cats. Uh, I love a product called Revolution that you put on topically. It takes care of fleas, ticks, and heartworm. And the uh, Scott actually asked a good question yesterday. He asked, well, an indoor cat, then you don't really have to worry about it, do you? And the answer is you do have to worry about it with indoor cats because 25% of cats that have tested positive for heartworm um, at a recent study, 25% of them were indoor cats because we know that mosquitoes get inside the house. We know that we had a very warm winter, right? The, the, it, I mean, it didn't, it didn't really feel like our typical Connecticut um, winter or Massachusetts. So um, 
please talk to your veterinarian. What can you do to prevent heartworm in your dogs and cats? It's very easy. Both of my guys really like their, um, my dog gets a treat. The cat gets something topical. And it's just once a month, it can prevent really this uh, devastating disease. And once they do get it, can you treat it? Yes, we can treat it. But I would say it is one of the most painful procedures that I have to perform on, on a dog. We do everything in our power to minimize that pain. We use great pain medication. We have everything on board and they do well. But we have learned how to keep those patients comfortable as they're going through that, that, that treatment. And it's a very, the treatments in stages. And then even after the, our dogs that have heartworm are treated, they have to be real. They can't exercise for months because these worms, if you picture a 12 inch worm that we're killing, it's dying off in little pieces and it can, it can cause a um, pulmonary embolism. It can block some of those important uh, vessels that go into the heart. So I will not talk about heartworm disease on my little podium for, for a while now, because, but I did want to end the month to remind everyone, I know it's an added cost, but it will prevent so much. And if we're really trying to do whatever we can do, uh, the best for our pets, that's, that's very important. So a monthly pill for, um, most, for most dogs, some people do something topically as well, but let's prevent that as much as possible. I want to thank again, Kevin, for doing a fabulous job and for joining me to talk about a little bit. We've got to do that a little bit more often, Kevin. And uh, next week, Lori Fass will be here to answer your training questions. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.